Hello. Hey, uh, welcome to Red River Podcast. Um, today, I get to talk to John Ryan uh, Sugi, Sugimoto. Sugimoto, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, man, so, you know, it, it's listed here as, as you're a, a comedy director. I checked out most of your short film work and, uh, you know, we're going to get into it, but it's like, you, you never know, you know, when, 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 when you start watching stuff, uh, what anything is going to be like shit. Even when you start a podcast, you're like, this guy could be, you know, <laughs> this host could be a dickhead, but your work is like pretty fucking good, man. It's like, I, I, I'm not really too up on, on short films, but I'm a big cinephile and uh, obviously we all love comedy, but I was like super blown away by the work. So um, let's just like get to know you a little bit. And like, how did how did like the directing come to be? Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on and saying nice things about me. It makes me feel good inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yo, it's it's factual. Like I'm not I would have just skipped that whole part if it wasn't like like you're doing some pretty cool shit. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I was, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, like in, in high school. And then eventually I took like a film class in community college. I couldn't get in anywhere. I tried to go to, what happened was I was taking a video class in high school. And then I tried to get into like the best film school in Southern California. And I had like shitty grades. Like I was not a good student. I'm, like really, I was like really bad at just school. Yeah, me too, man. Normal. I mean, I wanted yeah. to go hang out with my friends. Yep. Like, that was way more educational for me. For sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I went to community college. And you know what? Community college is cool because you're supposed to kind of go there and figure out your shit, like what you want to do. And that's like exactly what I did. Uh, I took a film class and I was like, oh, shit, this is that's what this is. That's what I should do. I'd sort of given up because I didn't get in the best school. <laughs> it's Chapman. I don't know if you call it the best school, but it's the best like film program is what I've heard at the time. This is 2005. Uh, so I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. And then community college and then the film class. And then I was like, all right, great. I'd like to go to film school. And then my parents uh, sent me to film school in L.A. And was, yeah. was that all right? So you grew up in L.A. I grew up in a in a town called Corona, which is like an hour away from L.A. All right. So so basically, you know, I, I, I so I've never been to L.A., but a lot of my friends actually have moved there. Uh, and, you know, the way like a New Yorker romanticizes L.A. I'm yeah. just thinking like, OK, you know, I don't know how it is now, but like I'm sure in the 90s and, and you know, the early 2000s, like, you know, you could throw a brick and, and, and hit anyone that's been in it in anything. So I, I would imagine that's kind of like the outside influence. It's like pushing you there or was it like specific directors? Because I mean, everyone wants to make movies and uh, you know, you, you kind of just followed that path, which, you know, most people don't do. Like I, you were talking about not knowing what you want to do. I still don't know what I want to do. You know, I love playing music, but goddamn, I'm like, you could, somebody could pay you to fix their breaks that seems more feasible than somebody asking you to like, you know, write them a song, you know? So um, was the outside influences of, of like LA and that universe, like really engulfing it like as a kid? Uh, kind of. I mean, yeah, my dad was on like a, a TV show called American bandstand. And I thought that was cool. And um, then my parents were on like some talk show for something. I mean, they're not famous. They're just, they just happened, you know, you, you live in L.A., you're in L.A. enough. My dad, like, straight up is from L.A. Um, 
So I remember that show. Yeah, I mean, he's on there like Jackson Five. He's basically like the Asian guy that's that's in there. So um, so you can see him. But uh, but yeah, kind of. I mean, I, there's just like this big mystery. Also, my cousin was in movie. She's an actor. She's um, she is uh, my cousin's actually in the movie Donnie Darko. She plays Sharita. Chan. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's she's she was great. So I remember I was in sixth grade and I remember my grandpa taking me like picking me up from school or something and taking me to to set and seeing my cousin act in a movie. The whole scene that I saw was, the you know, the movie. Well, yeah, yeah. There's the scene where they're sitting on the are standing on the corner of the uh, of the street, um, like waiting for the bus or whatever to go to school. And uh they're like all picking on Sharita, right? So I saw that being shot and there was something really magical that I was like, wait a minute, like people just like do this for a job. Like everyone, it's just like this, it was just a team working together. It was almost if it was like war where like you guys are infantry and you guys are uh, whatever else war has. And uh, they were, you know, the way that they all spoke was very cool, like rolling sound, roll sound, roll sound, rolling camera, roll camera, roll camera, and, and then like background. And then it was just this like or orchestral yeah. movement that was like so cool that I was like, wow, I don't I don't know what this is, but they're not teaching this in school. And I don't know. Did anyone Maybe check did it. anyone check the gate? And did anyone check the gate? Yeah. And <laughs> uh but I remember I remember they shot this one shot. If you go back and look at the movie Donnie Darko, there's a shot of Jake Gyllenhaal walking just with uh, Sharita Chen's uh, uh, earmuffs on. And uh, that shot, I remember taking like an hour and uh, just being really confused. Like, why why would that take an hour? You just pop a tripod up and go like it's not this is, you know, it didn't really calculate with me like what they were doing. But I but I wanted to know, like, why does it take that long? And boy, do I know now why it takes that long to get a shot of three second shot of someone walking. You know? I'm totally going to like so uh, I, I think Shutter put it back up. So I'm definitely going to go flip through those scenes again because it has been a minute. Uh, but yeah. I think a lot of that stuff what is like lighting and stuff, things you, like you don't think about, right? Like shadows and all that shit, right? Right. They were probably figuring out which way should he walk this way or this way? Is it respecting screen direction and the edit? Is it, you know, like there's just so many things to think about. Um, and then when you have like a rising star like Jake Gyllenhaal, you're like, you know, his reps are probably there. Like what angle does he want to be shot from or whatever? You know, like, does he look good? Does the wardrobe look good? His hair? Like, yeah, you know, there's tons of things involved. Everything worked out for him from bubble boy to the new roadhouse. Let me ask you, you said that you don't know what you want to do in life. I mean, I just like playing music, you know, like ever. So, so basically, you know, I really, I, I, but I'm saying like I related to, oh, okay. you know, your, your short film, um, you know, cause it, it's, it's just like, uh, you kind of sometimes like if I would have watched this maybe 30 years ago, or something, you know, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, maybe I'll just keep playing music. Uh, but you just have to like gamble on yourself, you know, and, uh, it, it's, it, that's really what it is. And if you don't, you know, like a lot of times, you know, things won't happen, but, and sometimes things won't happen anyway, but full time is, is, is the one that I was talking about. Um, 
uh, I mean, I guess we can get into it now just because it's 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 such a prominent they're, they're the two things that you wanted to talk about. So I will talk about them now and we'll you know, we'll jump around. But like I really related to it, especially skateboarding, too. Like I was a skateboarder, but like, um, yeah, it's just, you know, you got to like bet on yourself and, and you got to like I never like the nine to five just always seemed like, oh, my God, like you fucking wake up, you go to work, you come back, you fucking like. You know, you sit on the couch. You're like, you, I mean, some people don't even want to go to the gym because they're so tired from work. And then you do yeah. what you want on the weekends. Um, you know, so I mean, specifically, you know that that really spoke to me. So uh, let's kick it off there, I guess. Right. Well, I will say, like the nine to five thing. You know, when you think about if you don't work for anyone and you start building your own your own spaceship, right, your own thing. Um, you're still going to work those hours. <laughs> you're still going to work, longer. you know, generally nine to five, but yeah, probably longer. I mean, yeah, you're going to like, it's for yourself though. Like you, everything is for yourself and stuff like that. You know, like if that's the case, cause I, I'm pretty much self-employed, so I get it. Oh, nice. I mean, man, I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I mean the self-employed thing is like really amazing to do. It's like a whole different life. It really is a whole different life. I mean, I've done both where I have a day job and it's like my focus I have. And then I, I, I've been very self-employed and doing both. Like you just have a different perspective on life. You yeah. essentially, you like see more, like there's times, you know, if you're at work, you don't even know if it's raining. Like you don't know, you're not connected to like what's happening out there as much. There's a, a lot less time to sort of be bored or sorry, be a, uh, uh yeah be bored like when you have when you do have a nine to five you know um and also, you know, necessarily knocking a nine to five i mean people need to do that new need to do what they got to do 100 you know? and some people like there is no problem you know with, with that whatsoever um what i found later you know and when i tried to work under a corporation was uh just i think the older i got the less i like people telling me what to do and why numbers weren't whatever they were. Cause to me, I'm like, yeah, it would just suck my dick. Like, how's yeah. that, how's that work for you? How about that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's merits to both. And it's just like, whatever you're used to, you know, but uh, yeah, man, it's, you watch, you watch that. And uh, first of all, the cinematography and, and fucking both of these and full-time and gut punch were fucking amazing. So it was uh, oh, thank Jarvis, right? Jackson Jarvis shot full time and Ling Mai shot gut punch. Well, let, let's do full time uh, first because he killed it. Like, yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, technology's crazy, right? So even like when you make music videos, like technology's wild right now. Like, you know, you watch these things and 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 I popped it on and I'm like, okay, like I, let's see what this is all about. And and the the one thing that that grabbed me immediately was just how fucking great it was shot, how great the dialogue was. Like, it seemed like a normal conversation. I mean, who doesn't like to suck toes, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> and the beautiful, awesome backdrop is a lifelong New Yorker. New York, I've never fallen out of love with New York. I mean, occasionally. Wait, you know what I found out? Some people don't like sucking toes. <laughs> I'm sure there are. You know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, though. I mean, like, why not? Yeah, you know? <laughs> there are worse things to suck on. So, you know, if, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever your, uh, your partner is. 
all oral sex is literally more gross than the toes sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know what it is like? It's it, it it's it's all on the table for me. I'm I'm a fan. So like when I heard that, I get it. And uh, I was, you know, to me, like dialogue's hard to write. You know, like we come, well, I come uh, to me, like Tarantino is like my my universe, right? So when I was younger. There was a point in my time where I was like, okay, I love music, but like maybe I'll maybe I could write movies and stuff like that. And that was a time that like Pulp Fiction dropped, Reservoir Dogs, yeah. so dialogue driven. But also Kevin Smith had his thing. You oh know? yeah, and like you would like watch these movies like Mallrats, and obviously, I guess those jokes seemed way more adolescent now than they did then. Um, but like the yeah, but that's kind of like where I like to live is kind of like between the two a little bit yeah sometimes even like i mean i love pta and oh, uh, amazing piece i love did you love licorice pizza i thought that was so good oh <laughs> yo but some people hated on it but like the simplicity it was i mean i guess the story was simple but vast and I just bought into uh, the girl from Haim or Haim uh, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Philip's son, like their, their chemistry, I thought was really strong in the movie and that I wanted to follow them wherever they went. Right. Yeah. I think that licorice pizza for me is like, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's not as, it's not his strongest, but uh, there's something about the way that he captures actors and, uh, it it's hard to look away from his movies like his his movies are very captivating and uh i think the reason people didn't like it that much was more of like um expectations of like this three-act structure where like you know this happens then this happens and this like it like they wanted like the 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 standard uh structure and even i wanted that going in and i had to watch it a couple times ago what am i missing hold on i know something's here it's fucking it, it's good i enjoy watching it but enjoying watching it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good so i had to like find the two and i have a girlfriend and she was we, i was watching it with her and she said uh oh it's like a romp and i didn't even know what a romp was but a romp is like it is exactly what it is it's just kind of like going around and doing all these things like to there's no real like stakes almost uh, there's some sometimes but like when it's like when bradley cooper basically enters the story it's like stake heaven you know um but uh yeah i mean i enjoyed watching it a lot i think that there's so much more that i took away from like magnolia and boogie nights like that's oh, yeah. gonna be yeah yeah obviously like also the master. i mean if you think about like the master has like a similar structure to licorice pizza it just has a whole different uh darkness to it that maybe that format makes sense for. You know, um, you know it's funny. Like I, Boogie Nights is just like that's the one, one hundred percent. Like everything about that movie worked. It was just a fucking masterpiece. And then when I went to go see Magnolia after that, I didn't like it because I wanted something. I just couldn't. I don't know. There was something about it. But then as time went on, you go back and you appreciate it more. And I did that with 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 Magnolia. Yeah. Um, my dad told me to watch Phantom thread which i still haven't watched but yeah pta is hell yeah i like it's to talk to oh that's awesome that's the magnolia script i'm reading it right now because there's 
I just want to learn a few things from this for this thing I'm writing. But no, but uh, once again, to go back to your dialogue, like like everything about it, um, just it doesn't seem corny. It didn't seem forced in both shorts, which is like super hard to do because like. I don't know. It's such a thankless job uh, when you get it right, but it's also like easy to critique. It's like, oh, no one would ever say that, whatever. But like it, it wasn't. I thought the casting was great. Um, Thank you. Well, to the dialogue, I mean, the dialogue is always fun to write. I mean, it never, it always has to come for me as like this joke that I'm like, oh my God, I can, this idea that I can get like eight jokes out of like right away, then I know I can write something around it. But um, it's, uh, it comes down to after you've written it. Sure, maybe it's good, but I guarantee you like half of it might not work. And so my process in figuring that out, because you don't know, you think it's all good. It's all you wrote. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah. then you have to use whatever like technology and tools you have to figure out, is this funny? And sometimes the, uh, you know, sending it to friends like isn't real, doesn't really cut it. So um, I make what's called a previs. Uh, do you know about this? So a previs is I went to the bodega and I shot everything shot for shot uh, with me. I was playing every character. I was just wearing different hats. I saw that. I saw because you posted the probiotic antibiotic thing on, on your Instagram, I believe. Well, I did that. That was a TikTok. That was the first thing I did with that idea. OK, OK. And it was. Yeah. And then but then I wrote like the full script that was going to be like 20 pages. And then I I went to the the bodega and I shot, shot it, shot for shot, uh, all the dialogue, the same, uh, angles, everything, the slow zooms, like all of that with music, um, sound design, like it's basically its own short film in, in pictures. So, um, from that, I cut out tons of stuff cause it just wasn't working. You know, these, a lot of the jokes were, uh, like, Oh, you, I think it ends actually right here. Like why would it go on for another page? You know? So, um, there's there's a nice thing to, about getting a compliment about dialogue and the compliment really is for like the the idea but then them actually making it funny because it wouldn't be as funny if the editing wasn't as good as well you know and i'm talking about editing meaning like not shooting it like knowing what's not funny before you go to shoot you know yeah um yeah trust me editing is a big thing uh i play in a band and you know anytime we write songs i'm like this part doesn't need to be here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it doesn't need keys. Maybe it doesn't need a choir, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, to, to go to Gut Punch real quick, uh, you know, once again, it's just, first of all, how underrated is a bodega? I mean, like, man, when anytime I'm in Brooklyn or Manhattan and it's like two in the morning and you roll up in there and like they're fucking like wide open, nice and bright, you know, like, uh, you can't really beat a, a killer 24 hour bodega with uh with uh you know the tw i always go for like the gummy snakes or like you know like the oh right <laughs> the oh, haribo yeah. the haribo is like i'm, tr I'm trying to think of like my oh, yeah. go-to's there I man they're super underrated so i'm glad to see um this short take place in there and and it's man it's got to be so hard to just write this scene with these four people and just fucking like, I'm like listening to once again, the dialogue, super true, super real. Every character 
really does their part. And uh, I think Joe List is fucking hilarious. I know you worked with Bobby Lee and Joe List, which is yeah. cool. Like, did have did you ever try right uh, being a stand up, or was this just not what you wanted to do? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't funny. I was just I I I knew that I could write funny stuff, but I I'm, I can't be the one to say it. I'm just doesn't. It's not funny out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> So I had to like come to terms with just like, all right, I could try, I could like work on this stand up thing for like, you know, 10 years and then I'll be pretty good. Or I can just do what I've been doing and like take these ideas and have someone else say them because they've already been working on being funny. So, you know, naturally, a lot of the ideas that I have, I want them to be funny. So I have to like make them be funny somehow. And part of that is just getting the right person to say it. And they, they're going to know the timing. They're going to know where to look, how to adjust their posture. Like they, that's what stamps are always working on. They're always like, is it funny if I say this, then turn like that's, that's like a technical thing that, that I, I, I mean, not that I'm old, but I feel like I'm too old to like start going and doing standup uh, just cause I have, it's, it's not, you know, but yes, I've done it. Um, I've done it a good amount and I really enjoy it. Uh, and I've only ever like done well, like a couple times, but, uh, but, <laughs> but I love the grind. I love going from place to place. And like, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, you have a day off or something and you go do like three, four open mics. It's, that's like a fucking awesome day. I think it is. I have, a, I have a friend, his name's Neil Rubenstein. Shout out to him. He's, he's a, think ex, I know yeah, ex, ex musician. And he's been doing the comedy thing for like 10 years. And he's the one who put me onto Joe list. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, he's like, yo, he's like, Joe List is fucking hilarious. Uh, and I remember the name. So when I saw him in, in, in Gut Punch, I was like, holy shit. So uh, but, yo, so as far as like comedy goes, like any uh, people that you've seen or any any, you know, growing up that you were like, hey, these are my favorites, because for me, it was always like Chris Rock, like those first few like specials, like Bigger and Blacker, uh, uh, Bring the Pain, like I, my stomach yeah. would fucking hurt laughing at those. So any of those? Uh, yeah, I mean, rock was rock was always around for me. I would always I watched the specials. I love them. The ones that really hit for me was was uh, Chappelle's back to back specials. Hell yeah, yeah. Ch actually, it was Chappelle. It was uh, Hedberg. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, Hedberg, Hedberg and uh, oh Pablo Francisco. Okay. Um and uh, yeah, those for me also uh you know Eddie Murphy um both of them and and bill hicks but i didn't really become like a big bill hicks fan till later like to like 10 years late like i was like maybe 25 or something all right yeah. um, so you're you're you you go back yeah because i mean i was like i know i'm like probably older than you so i <laughs> i didn't want to go back too too much but i remember seeing you think i am uh well you said you said you went to school in 2005 what do you mean what do you mean by went to school what do you think that meant college yeah so i probably got maybe eight years on you so you're probably like 36 whoa yeah yeah 36 yeah uh, all right cool just checking <laughs> i got it's funny i'm 46 so i got 10 on you that, that's how good and bad my math are oh <laughs> nice nice but i saw i saw raw in in theaters and you know, now when I watch oh, wow. it, now when I watch it, I mean, I was like eight or nine or something. So my parents, yeah, the beauty of growing up in the 80s or being like so young is like I watched 
I mean, just pure brutality, like just like the filthiest shit, like the things that really shape my sense of humor. Was uh, there still porno on the in theaters in the eighties? Yeah, <laughs> of course, was I was there? there. I was there. Wow. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, you like, weren't there. <laughs> well, I didn't. I've never seen a porn in a fucking theater, but um, uh-huh. but they were there. So I, because I remember we would drive through like um. Queens. I think that stopped in like the mid to late 80s. There was some holdouts, but like, uh, yeah, no, they, they were still there because I, I vividly remember driving through Queens and like seeing like this one place that had I used to go on dates to go watch those. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, that's that's a flex and a half right there. That's amazing. I mean, I, I would do uh, I don't want to get my single life, but I would I would put porn on when I would have like a party on. Oh, kill it. Yeah, yeah. Party going on. I put porno on the on the TV. I don't know. I just but then everyone would freak out. But to me, I I mean I my dad had told me that they would play porn in the movies. Also, uh like in taxi driver that they yes. go do that. So yep. I'm just like I was like, why, you know, why not? What what does it matter? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taxi driver, you know. Uh Oh God! Absolutely made it famous. You know, uh, the next time we have people over, I might do that. You know, and uh, I'm gonna credit you. Yeah, soft, softcore. You know, oh. Ease and- oh, like yeah, <laughs> like like Skinamax type thing. Like Max, like like yeah. those those direct to video Anna Nicole Smith movies. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, let's the the the, the people in Gut Punch were great. Uh, so oh yeah, Joe List. Uh, just, so the, what I love about the dialogue in this is like you really touched upon how everyone like there's so much information and people just digest it in different ways. And it's always like, oh, yeah, it's like I read that. I read this and this is how this goes. And everyone has like their point of view. And it's like everyone knows everything, yet everyone knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you start knowing everything. That's why I think it's it's nice that it's impossible to know everything. It's really, I mean, Joe Lewis says it in the film. It's all about, he just wants to feel good. And it has nothing to do with being right. It has to do with feeling good. And there's no way to know if you're right. So you have to only pursue feeling good. And uh, yeah, so I I searched pretty hard to find that theme, actually, because it didn't have any theme for a long time. And I have a buddy, he's a poet of mine, or he's a he's a poet. Jesus Christ. He's a poet of mine. He just hangs out in the back. I have I have many poets, and he's <laughs> just one of them. Um yeah, I got a buddy that's a poet, and he and he, every time I send him a script, he's like, This doesn't mean anything. It's funny, it's interesting, but it doesn't mean anything. And I kind of love that feedback every time I send him something because he's he just kind of hits me really honestly and he gives me what i need which is like the the pursuit to like search more for what the fuck i'm trying to say because it's really hard to find what you're trying to say i it's it's hard to know yourself and uh, until you truly know yourself which like no one does uh you can then speak from yourself um do you feel like everything has to have a meaning though I feel like you should know what the meaning is. I don't think that the audience like, but you should know what you're going for, whether it's, I just want them to feel this way for the time of this movie, 
or you know maybe it's like a full time where it's like completely in your face um what what are but, some what are some movies that made you feel a certain type of way like something you know like um there's definitely some movies that i could think of that made me feel like like i remember watching killing of a sacred deer you know mm. the yorgos lanthimos movie and like i do i haven't seen it though oh all right so what about poor things you watch poor things yet i haven't seen that yet all right so anyway but like these movies, these movies yeah like they 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 just fucking like stir you up like where you're like I in Killing of a Sacred Deer, I wanted to like strangle one of the main characters. And I'm like, that's so cool that, you know, because yeah. like at a certain age, you're like certain movies don't make you feel that way. And then you watch something like that where you're just like, you know, Mother was another good one with uh, Darren Aronofsky. Like Mother, yeah. But that was like, I'm not an anxious person. I don't get anxiety or anything like that. But it was just like you're watching this and you're like, how the fuck is he making me feel like I have anxiety right now? Yeah. I, that's like really hard to do. <laughs> um, the, I say it's really hard to do. And, you know, maybe if you look at my work, anybody looks at my work, they'll be like, yeah, but what do you mean? It's hard to do. You do it. That's because it's hard to do. I don't want to do something that's easy to do. You yeah. know, um, I, I like, I like challenging myself and climbing mountains uh, figuratively. And and then people being like, how did you get on top of that mountain? And I'm like, well, you, you can see it right there. Like this whole, I just walked right there. <laughs> um, so doing like, uh, doing those, uh, those, those challenges with uh, manipulating, basically what you're doing is as a filmmaker, you're manipulating people's emotions. Like you're going, how do I manipulate people's emotions for the duration of this film? And maybe a little bit after. Um, it's, it's hard to do. You kind of have to be a little bit, uh, psychologically fucked, not fucked up, but like, you know, manipulative, you have to know how to manipulate. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't have like, you know, some, uh, I'm not like a saint, like in when I, in uh, high school and stuff, I would do like weird things to like try to get people to hang out with me, like try to make new friends, try to like formulate a situation so that I would like end up at the party, yeah. whatever it is. Like you have to manipulate life to get what you want sometimes. Like anybody and... want to come watch porn at my house? Right, right. Yeah. Come on. Jacuzzi porn. What do you want? <laughs> uh, so uh, you kind of pay attention to those moments or I do. Uh, and uh, as I pay attention to those moments, I sort of jotting them down and like, trying to figure out the psychology behind it. And honestly, being in therapy is like a really nice thing because we'll get to sit there and say, why did I decide to, you know, cross the street this one time when I didn't have to like so, something like that. And then you'll sit there with a the therapist and talk about the psychology of it. It's like a really cool thing to do uh, in terms of like just figuring out this human psychology. So once you like kind of have enough to know maybe you have a story that's not quite working and then you're able to like do a psychology pass and go, wait a minute, let me figure out what the audience is thinking. And then eventually you get like good enough where you're or experienced enough, I should say to like let your first draft maybe does have psychology in it already. You know, it's not just like, you know, something a lot of filmmakers struggle with, uh, especially myself is when you write your first draft, it's straight up like you're just doing like a gotcha to the audience you're like, this is what this is. 
no, it's not at the end, right? Like it's it's like a that's like a bad way to do it. There's there you have to like really do it the right way. It's it, depending on the story, it's like really hard. Gut punch got me because every, all the pieces were there. I'm not going to get into it, obviously, because it's like you know, like 17 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it is. So anyone, well, right? Some like both. Well, I, listen, yeah, exactly. Even even shorter. So um, all the pieces were there. So by the time it, it it got back to the ending, I was like, son of a bitch. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this everything just played out like a fantastic play and all the pieces fit together even yeah. even full-time like where i was like i think i know where you're going with this and uh that was a little bit obviously more of a serious one right there and by the time you got to the end i was just like i'm like yeah i'm like it's it's not in you weren't trying to mask the meaning whatsoever i think um but it was still effective, you know, and then you see this guy trying those tricks on the, on the skateboard and, and, you know, he is just not the same age and you're like, mm -hmm. pretty good, man. And then both the, so both of these had really, um, uh, catchy songs. I didn't, I didn't uh, see the names of the two bands or the songs, but obviously you have a piano and a guitar in the background. So, Music seems to be somewhat important to you. Uh, so what was the song at the end of Full Time and Gut Punch? Well, that's uh, Oliver Hill is the the composer that I like to use. He's he's so talented. He's great to work with. He's got such a sensibility for telling stories and and uh, just uses the instruments that my ears like. So um, he. Uh, he the first song in uh the song in uh well he did the whole score for both films but the song that both films end with were written by him made by him like outside of the score he just kind of made those differently so um for full time the last song is called dust rider and it's actually how i found him i was in la and i was kind of in uh development of full-time and um my buddy was like hey come I'm, I'm gonna dj this thing there's like bands and i went and just kind of came across oliver and he was so i loved he like opened for everybody and he was so talented and uh his music just hit me his voice was really cool so um i just kind of took note of like who he was and then i hit him up In later instantly like both both songs you know i'm i'm Aside from being a cinephile, I'm a complete music fucking nerd. Uh, and both songs immediately were pleasing. Like when you hear them, you're like, oh, this is good. I don't even know who the fuck it is. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The, uh, well, he's so Oliver is. Uh, uh, and, and then he made the, the for Gut Punch, he made the song. That's a completely custom song. I told him, like, what this what this whole short film means, like the deepness of it and whatever. And I was a little bit worried because he's like, okay, well, this is how much it'll be. You know, let's, let's talk about like, um, you know, uh, uh, the execution a little bit. And he kind of told, I sent him a couple of examples of uh, songs that I liked. And then he just said, okay, cool. I'll go do it. And then in my head, I was like, so is he just going to give me a song? And that's the fucking song. Like, what if I don't like it? And then he sent me what you hear in the film is like the first fucking draft. Yeah. He's he just like nailed it like so perfectly. 
Um, what, and, did you, what did you send him though? I'm just curious. Like, what was one of the songs? I sent him this song called Witch Doctor. Um, and uh, let me look it up really quick. Who is it by? I have a playlist. I make playlists for like every film that I am doing just for like inspo. Yeah, hell yeah. So life, it's life is a playlist at this moment. Life. Wow. That should be the name of your podcast. <laughs> Instead, we took a stupid name. <laughs> it's called Witch Doctor by a band called Galactic. OK. And so he actually uses the, the wording Witch Doctor. It's like the Witch Doctor knows every I forget the lyrics, but it's there. It's very clever. It says exactly what the film is saying. So it's it's amazing. And uh, he did such a good job. And making that like first draft is like like that doesn't happen you know like first draft of something like magic. normal a lot of work but you know magic um all right yeah so real quick a couple of last things um uh basically loop production just like what's what's that all about because i was trying to yeah I jumped, so I jumped, uh, I jumped on the instagram but like i said I, I would rather you just tell me everything so at the moment i'm 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 helping a buddy like uh, with this company that's that's doing uh, video production, so I run I run the video production because the company also does live uh, live interactive stuff, and then they do uh, like social media strategy. It's like a full creative studio, and so I run the video department. By that means, what that means is I direct and edit all of their stuff. So um, I just started uh, working with it's, uh, his name's Nick Gallo who who runs it. He's great. Shout out to Loop. Um, and, uh, he, he, I, I was, he sort of expressed an interest in wanting to possibly do a, a short film thing. And, uh, I said, why, well, you know, I have a really good opportunity for, if you want to get like, get into it, um, give me, uh, give me insurance for this film and I'll put your name on it. And if you don't like it, I'll take it off. And, uh, he said, okay, yeah, great. So, um, he, he didn't give me any notes. He just kind of you know, said, Hey, yeah, go, go ahead and do this. And, uh, but now like, it's something that we're able to use to say like, Hey, we do like narrative stuff too. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's what loop is. Loop is a creative studio in Dumbo. And, uh, at the moment, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running the video production uh, oh, team. Yeah. Shout out to Dumbo. Love that spot. We used to play shows at a place called water street lounge. I don't even know if it's still there. That was fucking forever. Uh, water street well i worked it was on, it was on water street yeah water street lounge i mean that's that's like right by my office so i i i don't know i I'm, it must not be there anymore no yeah yeah it's probably it's it's been it's been many years but i just anytime okay. i think of dumbo i think of that uh and real quick too like as a music fan i just wanted to mention like the uh music video work uh, you directed the JKO Young with you, which I, I love that video because it's like featured up on your website. Uh, the Tears for Fear stuff that you did the edit on, uh, and then Outside was the other band. But specifically, I really like the JKO song Young with You, and I like the the concept for the video. So, you know, just give me a little bit on that. Yeah, so Jake is a buddy of mine, and he was in the band Outside, and okay. uh, so I met him. It was like his first week in LA and I met him. We we're working with a photographer, Tyler Shields, who's like a, a yeah, just a portrait artist. And uh, I was directing the behind the scenes for, for him. He was exploding. He was blowing up a Rolls Royce. That was the photo he was taking. 
So um, he wanted like all this behind the scenes for it. Uh, so I was running that for him. I met Jake. Jake ended up being like a really good musician that I didn't I didn't realize he was. He's in a band called Outside. I did a couple of their videos, and then he went and do his own to do his own solo thing. And the music video, Jakey O, Young with You, that music video kind of like that was the first thing that I made just completely from my brain in like maybe five years. And then uh, there were so many decisions I could like, I could see myself, I was being a whole different director than I used to be five years prior. And something there, I was like, okay, I feel like I know how to do this way better now. And my sensibility and like everything is like coming together in a, in a way better way than it used to. And after I made that video, I was like, I really like this. This is like I've di I've directed many other music videos and I didn't really like them, honestly. Like I just didn't like them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this one was fully like just my idea. I gave it. I told Jake, hey, this is what I want to do. Just trust me. I'll just do this. I need you to shoot for like two, three days. And then uh, I flew out there to do it. And then once we were done with the edit, um, I I just kind of like had to have a moment with myself that was like, okay, I think you're on to something else now. You should go make a film. So that's when I went and made full time. That was when I I was like, all right, I, I think I've I think I'm ready to like get back into short films because it's there. Yeah. So I uh, made full time, and then a year later made Gut Punch. Oh, that's right, because there was that 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 gap from um the one with Bobby Lee, right? Mm -hmm. It was like a few. Oh yeah, that's that. Well, the one with Bobby Lee came out in like 2014. 14, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, because I'm then, saying, but then I made I made two after that, and uh, they got into a few festivals, but they were there were a lot of me just kind of like trying to find my skills. And, okay, so uh, nicotine and uh, thank you so much. Or awesome, awesome, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, uh, those were awesome. Thank you was like an editing exercise it was just practicing really so i put the practice into a short film and then uh nicotine was like a dialogue practice for me to go because i had only made stuff where scenes would last like a less than half a page or a page and i was like well why why can't if i want to get into features i got to be able to write longer than that so i wrote just it's just one scene and it's nine pages and uh it's all one shot and um, you didn't see it but I read because I couldn't find it, to be honest with you. Um, I could, from yeah. Um, but I love the concept of it. It's such a cool, you know, I don't smoke, but like anytime I see people that smoke, there is like this like bonding thing where they they just meet up outside and anyone could be outside, you know. Uh, it's how my one of my favorite shows, You're the Worst, started, you know, with two main characters coming out to smoke during a wedding and then they link up and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I fucking hate smoking, but like when I read that, I was like, oh, that's that's a really good beginning or premise to something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't smoke anymore, but I vape. So it's yeah. Good for you. Man. <laughs> at least I, I don't smell bad. I eat uh, I eat food. That's my thing. <laughs> you eat food. Yeah. yeah. I eating food. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's uh, going back to the music video that kind of just told me, wait a minute, I'm I like making funny stuff, too. And uh, so I, yeah, so I did full time. And because the thing with full time is I made it right after Jakey, Jakey O. And then uh, it, I made it, it took six months to finish in editing and score and all that. And then we had to hit the, the festivals and that took a year. 
And in that time I got restless and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do another thing. I can't just do film festivals. So that's when I made Gut Punch. And so it seems like they came out like at the same time. It's like, people think that I just like made two films simultaneously. Like, no, they were very staggered, but yeah. Uh, yeah but, they- but yeah, like you said, you got to do something like, you know, when you're a creative, it's like, you know, I, I don't like feeling like I don't like, I just, I always have to do something completely make something make a new record make new we make a lot of music videos actually so i don't know maybe we can link up and make something together i like that um but yeah man it's just if you're not making something then what the fuck are you doing you know well i think there's a there's i forget where i heard this i want to say it was like rick rubin's book it's uh he said uh, a creative person without an outlet is dangerous he said something like that i I, I remember the quote yeah. And, and I, that like hit me really hard because there's been so many times, especially like during the pandemic when I couldn't, you know, you couldn't really do anything. I ended up making a podcast that I just hosted from home. And it was a, it was a really, I, I, had, I put like a iPad on a mannequin and then I sat on the other side. I built like a whole bar, uh, like a booth at my apartment and uh, I would just interview this mannequin, but I would FaceTime with people. And uh, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it was called face to FaceTime. It was like full video. Like we had full video coverage. I just ran it all. And I, but I'm telling, but like before I made that, it was like three months before like that, I was able to like start recording episodes. I was a dangerous guy. I wasn't, I was dangerous to myself. Mostly I was like, Am I going to fucking kill myself? Like, what, what's going on here? I can't make anything. This is crazy. Um, that would have been one hell of an episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, I, you know, I've always, if you, anytime I've been put in a corner, I, I end up just being creative and I make, I have to make something. There's, there's no way. I mean, you, I could sit here with like these water bottles and just like, I'll start stacking them or I'll start like cutting them up and like making something like, I just, I kind of just have to like make stuff. It's, it's hard for me to just relax. You know, one of, one of the things, you know, before we finish here, um, one of the things you mentioned in this interview that, that you had a link up, I, I read through the whole thing. You said, you know, life without passion is fucking sad. And I always said the same thing so much so that one of our songs is called passion fuels. And the lyrics are like, you know, come with me to waste all your time on shit. No one cares about, but it means the world to you. And mm-hmm. to me, yeah. like, you know, like reading what you wrote in that in that article, I was like, oh, yeah, I completely understand where it's like if you don't have like a hobby or passion or something that you love in your life, it's fucking weird and fucked up. And I feel bad. Like you should find something, even if no one gives a shit about it except you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a big one. And um Man, I guess that's really it. Like uh, anything that we could look forward to coming up that you're working on? Um, I have a short film. I mean, it's I have a short film that I'm working on right now um, very slowly because uh, my main project is a feature. Oh, but the wow. Short film, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the short film... Uh, the the synopsis is I'm not really talking about it because it it carries a lot of weight the subject matter and it's it can be a bit controversial sure so I try not to talk about it but that's I'm looking to probably shoot that in late May and then uh, the features 
always being worked on in the background. And uh, for me, I would love to make the feature next year. Um, the feature is about uh, a joke thief in New York City. And uh, ah, yeah, that's good. Thank that's you. Great yeah. subject. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's going to be fun. And uh, so kind of working on uh, some stuff with uh, some managers and trying to get it, try to get it going. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. look forward to that. And so out of, out of all your shorts, right. If, if you could make one of them a feature, which one would it be? Gut punch. Cool. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, John, man. Yo, nice meeting you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Good to meet you too, man. Uh, you know, what, what's your band called? Uh, I'll follow you on the, on the Instagrams with through the band and the podcast and we'll, we'll chat. In the link. All right. Perfect, man. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for hanging. All right, bye-bye.